This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, November 11th, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. There are right ways and wrong ways to attack the federal power grab that is the new health care law. Michael Tanner, senior fellow at the Cato Institute and author of the report Bad Medicine, offers his thoughts on how the GOP and state governments should go about dismantling Obamacare. Well, the unfortunate fact is that even though Republicans campaigned on the idea that they were going to repeal and replace the health care law, they're not going to repeal it, uh, at least in the next two years. I mean, there will be a repeal vote in the House, and it will pass overwhelmingly, probably in early January, be one of the first things they do. And then it will go to the Senate where it's not likely to even get a vote. Uh, Harry Reid is probably not going to bring it up, so it'll simply die. And if by some reason it got through, you always have a presidential veto. So it's not a realistic option. That doesn't mean that there's not a number of things short of repeal that Republicans can't do to wage guerrilla warfare on this and sort of uh, grind it to a halt, if you will. Now, you're talking about, at the federal level, Republicans on Capitol Hill. That's that's right. I'm talking about Congress. I mean, at at the very low end of the scale, uh, you can expect the Congress, especially in the House, where committee chairmen now have subpoena power uh, and committee chairmanships, that they can demand testimony on behalf of people like Kathleen Sebelius, uh, who will be up there, I'm sure, every other week explaining the latest bad news about Obamacare. Or Donald Berwick, the new uh, director of the Medicare and Medicaid programs, he was put in by a recess appointment that expires in January. Uh, If the president wants him confirmed, he's going to now have to go through hearings on Capitol Hill, and you can respect Republicans to certainly use that to bring out more of the problems uh, in the health care bill. Second, uh, there's a number of provisions within the bill that are unpopular even among Democrats. And Republicans should take aim at them. For example, there's the requirement that any business that does $600 worth of spending a year uh, has to file a 1099 form for the businesses they do, they do business with. Uh, that's something that even the president has said he's open to repealing. There's a long-term care program called the CLASS Act that's been put in. It was sort of a last-minute gift to Ted Kennedy. Uh, even... Uh, Kent Conrad, uh, chairman of the Senate Budget Committee, has said that that's a fiscal time bomb. Uh, So Democrats might well be willing to repeal that. Uh, The mandates on business, uh, the Obama administration's already had to grant waivers for a number of businesses. Uh, Those waivers could be made permanent. Uh, And in fact, you even have Ron Wyden from Oregon asking to have his state exempted. Uh, Republicans certainly push that uh, as as an option. And then finally, Republicans have the power of the purse. Uh, All revenue bills have to originate in the House. So Republicans can forbid spending on various aspects of the bill. For example, they could deny the IRS funds to hire the additional agents necessary to enforce the individual mandate. Theoretically, they could simply say that no funds could be used to implement the health care bill, that no one at HHS could work on it. That's probably not likely, but, uh, but shows how far they could go. A number of states have filed suit against the federal government, arguing that the bill is unconstitutional, that it is a violation of the the Commerce Clause. The United States is an overbroad use of power. Still other states are talking about dropping Medicaid entirely. What do those two things uh, functionally, if they were successful, what would they mean? Well, Republicans won a number of attorney generalships uh, in the election. 
Uh, that means you can expect some additional attorneys general to join the lawsuit, uh, probably the one down in Florida, uh, giving more weight to, to that suit. If you have another half dozen or so attorneys general part of it, that's going to make the case, uh, case even stronger for the, for the courts. Uh, and in the Medicaid front, uh, certainly Texas, uh, Governor Perry has been talking there about the idea of withdrawing from Medicaid. Uh, I suspect that that's not realistic, given uh, that the amount of federal money that would be lost by a state doing that. Uh, but it's worth their, uh, their talking about. Nevada, Oklahoma, Wyoming, other states are also looking at it. That, that's right. Uh, certainly, there's a number of states that are going to uh, going to look at that. There's also other areas. For example, setting up the exchanges that are required under state law. The states can slow walk that process. Uh, they can approve all the insurers that apply for it, uh, sort of making the, the federal rules kind of moot. Uh, there's a number of things that they can do to throw sand in the gears. Uh, this, the, this was really set up in a way that depended to some degree on state government compliance. And if the states refuse to go along with it, they can make life miserable for HHS. What states are cognizant of is that uh, there are a whole host of people who have always been eligible for Medicaid who, under these new federal rules, will, uh, these states will have to begin paying for. Well, and what this, this law requires in particular is the addition of childless men to the Medicaid rules, poor childless men. This is a very high risk category. This is people with a great many health problems and other social problems uh, that we know from experience with things like TenCare in Tennessee uh, enormously add to Medicaid costs or Maine is another state that's run into this. Uh, I think that you're gonna see state budgets really busted if they go along with this. And I think the governors are going to resist every step of the way. The key battle, frankly, is going to be in 2012. Uh, it's important to remember that many of the most offensive provisions of Obamacare, things like the individual mandate, the employer mandate, the, uh, the subsidies, uh, all go into effect in 2014 after the next presidential election. I suspect that you're going to see this to be a major issue, the president defending what is his arguably his legacy uh, piece of legislation and any Republican candidate uh, attacking it. Michael Tanner is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute and author of the report, Bad Medicine. You can download your copy at cato.org.